Hi, I would like to begin the episode here by thanking some people uh, like Christopher Church, Tyler Humphreys, Gerald Carradine, Jack Connolly, and James Majure. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, kicked us some money and helped support this show, this network, and other shows like this show on this network. Thank you for going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Additionally, this episode is kind of kind of strange. Uh, if you listen to this, uh, to the full version uh, that's going to go up on Patreon. Uh, the generalities were recorded before the uh, the full episode. You'll notice a, a markedly different tone. Gary was in a lot of pain <laughs> uh, because of his back problem uh, at the start, uh, and uh, with uh, just gets 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 in. He's in less pain in the, in the in the second part. So just so you're aware of kind of the oddities around that. Um, also, thank you for understanding about the delays about this episode as it, uh, you know, came, came around. Gary's feeling better and we're back to recording and we'll be back on track shortly here. Uh, cool. So let's go listen to this episode about this game. Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Outer Wilds, which is an adventure game developed by Mobius Digital and published by Annapurna Interactive for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2019. Yeah. yeah. And this is uh, executive produced by Fenri Eliania, uh, one of our patrons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been on our uh, on our radar for quite a while. It has. And, uh, I mean, I'll just hop on here. I like this game a lot, Gary. I like it. I like it a lot. I respect it a lot. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of friction when I was playing it. Mm. Um, the, the things that I think are really noteworthy are incredibly cool um, about this. But for me, it's kind of like the mecha- falls in the mechanical hole the same way Night in the Woods did for me. Mm. Where, like, I was not really rip-roaring to fire it up at a certain point. Gotcha. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's like distinct phases you play this game in and mm-hmm. the first and third, the first phase was very fun for me. And the second phase was less fun. And then the third phase was like mechanically unfun, but interesting enough to pull me through. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then I just kind of like, so it ended up being something I respect a great deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really glad we did this and I did like it. Like, I yeah. think this is really good. The ending is gobsmacking. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's very, very beautiful as a work. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things that I found annoying about the act yeah. of playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I also, I like, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's like one of my favorite Atari games was Lunar Lander. 
So that might also be affecting me because I love this momentum based like moving around and stuff. Love to land. Love to land things. Yeah. Love to land. You know, to achieve velocity, to 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 match speed, to do all this stuff. So like, I was kind of a pig and shit like getting around, which is uh, a uh, a rarity when people it's when it comes to be able to talk about this game. Yeah. And most of the, it's most of the game. Yeah. In terms of the practice of it. It's not mm-hmm. a unique selling point, mm-hmm. but how you spend most of your day time is getting from one point to the next point. Yes. Um in the game. Yeah. Um it's also I think that part of my also <clears throat> like mild coolness to this had to do with not really understanding what type of game it was. It going into it. It takes a little bit to figure out what it is asking yeah. of you. Yeah. Um it asks a lot. Uh, as well like it's a pretty demanding game and i did not really know what it was because everyone had said like oh it's really amazing but go into it not knowing anything about it (laughs) and i said roger and then i did not know this was going to be a a game where i should uh you know expect to to die a lot right um like the way progress would work in this game entirely Mm -hmm. like i did not expect this to be a mislike but it's a mislike Mm -hmm. uh and as a lesson in common with um, Oberdin, mm-hmm. I thought, because a lot of people have made those comparisons, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah there are dead bodies around. <laughs> yeah, it's very different, though. Yeah. A very different experience, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's um, let, let's yeah. bite into it. Let's uh, let's take a yeah. bite of this apple here. Uh, in this game, Chomp. you play as an unnamed astronaut. Uh, you're not human. You are a creature called a Hearthian. Doesn't matter. Just a bunch of uh, the the whole cast is a bunch of like Pixar and aliens. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're this you're this astronaut who is caught in a in a time loop uh, that ends with your son uh, going supernova. Yes. Uh, so you have to figure out what's going on um, to kind of prevent this. Um, Herthians are gender neutral. I may mm-hmm. accidentally slip in a he or she. Yep. Here or there, just from um, you know reading literature my whole life right uh where you know it's it's a but i uh it's not intentional um you are a they in this yes yeah um so basically uh you control the game from first person and you spend a lot of time piloting your ship and your jetpack exploring yes um the mechanical hook of this is the you know uh controlling your ship and controlling your jetpack so Mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier velocity and inertia are really really important uh gravity um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's like autopilot and velocity matching, like as you are trying to get from planet to planet and stuff like that, it is very bad. It will, it will steer you straight into the sun. Um, yep. <laughs> and it even, uh, you know, underlines this when you talk to somebody about it saying, Hey, our ships are death traps. And they say, I just make sure the sun is in between you and where you want to go. Yeah. Well, they're powerful death traps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so yeah uh you're going to be getting around uh this is going to be maybe a cilantro thing or maybe i'm just a real weirdo for uh liking this like figuring out how to hone this skill so i could get where i need to go quickly without wasting time like overshooting stuff was fun to me yeah the the movement is a is definitely a cilantro thing you're not the only person in the world yeah. who digs it but the kind of movement or precision um mechanics involved end up being like the people who are turned off from this that tends mm-hmm. to be a big factor yeah um so that is something you'll either like or dislike yeah uh, something that kind of helps out with this is that this solar system and its planets are all very small like the solar system is about 25 kilometers across like it in in distance that the game tracks for you it only takes a 
couple minutes to get from one side of it to the other. And any individual planet, you can run from North Pole to South Pole in minutes. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times they have stuff inside the planet, so they're a little bit more dense than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you're not at being asked to explore. This is not No Man's Sky. Right. You're not being asked to explore a solar system. No. Um, when you're on your ship, you have a suit and your two resources you're looking at are three, really, uh, oxygen, jetpack, fuel, and health. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, for this, <clears throat> um, oxygen is replenished on your ship or anytime you're near trees. Uh, jetpack fuel is replenished on your ship or anytime you find one of these spare tanks, mm-hmm. um, either the other astronauts or either have at their current camp or have left behind. Um, and you can refill your health on the ship. Yes. Um, if you run out of fuel, your jetpack will draw from your oxygen. Uh, this is an emergency. It means you're probably just going to die, which is not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not a big deal. And, it, you know, it depends on how much uh, you kind of take it personally when a game kills you. Uh, I found I found this quote, uh, as Gary's friend, Will Hughes, uh, said in a write up uh, for the AV Club, Outer Wilds is a game about dying in space. Uh, you can and will die in a lot of ways, not just by having the you know sun go supernova on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, space is very hostile. And that is, <laughs> you know, one of the ideas uh, behind mm-hmm. it. I, you know, again, I'm not going to be a, a naysayer for every single positive you know put a silver line or gray line on every silver cloud but like <laughs> i took no fun in this mm. uh in dying and starting over um it was i don't understand will's point in that article that it was fun mm-hmm. to asphyxiate um i was just you know that's real weird to me and i was like mm-hmm. man yeah i just don't want to watch the animation and then drive back out here yeah it's like every time you get to the store you had to go back home like right. I, every time i go through the entry entrance i teleport back home mm-hmm. like, well you know it's fun kind of funny that that happened but now i have to drive back out here Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and there's only so many times that can happen before I like kind of lost my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't find the act of dying very fun for me. It was more, you know, there's an option that you get to and end a run prematurely and having that control, um, uh, ended up being really useful and satisfying. It like, can be like I, a fast travel. Yeah. Like you you yeah. murder yourself to fast travel, like mm-hmm. a limited kind of fast travel. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but whether you die from the supernova, from running out of air, burning up in the sun, colliding with the moon at 500 kilometers per hour, uh, you are going to respawn back at your home village uh, next to your ship's launch pad. You wake up next to a campfire. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned being able to end the run prematurely. Uh, you can do that by suicide. You can also talk to an astronaut named Gabbro a few times to learn how to meditate. Mm-hmm. to uh, skip to the end of the loop. The game doesn't tell you this, and you have to talk to him a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think after you've already seen the supernova yes. for this to work, um, I would not have hidden this mechanic. Nope. Um, but uh, this this helps. Mm-hmm. Um, the time limit you're on is... Uh, oh, you know, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, all this stuff is like yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> like, if you're going to play this game, stop listening to this, because it is more yeah. fun to realize and we reckon And we recommend playing it, so... Yeah, this is this is definitely worth your time. Um, the the time loop you're on is 22 minutes long, uh, mm-hmm. so that is not that's a good amount of time. It's enough time to get in one or two kind of discoveries before starting over, um, but not so long that it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, it won't. I did not die from this that often. When I did, I was annoyed, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen that often. Right. Most of my deaths in the game ended up being from running out of oxygen. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be spending a lot of your time exploring these Nomai ruins. Uh, that is the, uh, civilization that came before you, uh, that seems to have more answers than you do about, uh, some of the strange going, goings on, uh, you're going through the ruins. You have a little translator, 
uh, that will read their writing. I love the Nomai writing system, uh, the way that mm-hmm. um, they show up, like individual pieces of dialogue will show up as like a curl of script and the dialogue tree between multiple people or like one person continuing their thought. Uh, it's done like a mind map. Um, other curls come off of the first curl. It's very similar to like effectively a message board. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a clever way to do like an ancient technology and then emulate, mm-hmm. you know, what we would see as like a, a BBS yeah, kind of thing. Um, you're doing this, you're reading these, these ruins and discovering these things uh, to learn these new facts, which is the only thing that carries over. Um, this is all added to this rumor tracking system in your ship. Um, I do not know why the rumor tracking system survives the loop, <laughs> um, but it does. Uh, so this kind of gives you these little like rumors, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can actually, it's like mist. You can finish the game in one loop. You can just do it right from the beginning, um, other than the tutorial, but you have to get knowledge. Yeah. So it has that thing where like the only thing you're really, really holding on to is what you've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rumor system does a really good job of, uh, taking care of that. Yeah. I love this thing. If you like dive into it, it will tell you if there's more to discover in a particular location. Um, it will list off like every individual thing that you would have learned there. There are connections between them that show like, yes, you learned this on planet X uh, and this connects to something on planet Y. And, oh, you also heard about this on planet Z. So you better go to planet Y so you can get some information about both planet X and planet Z. It does a very yes. good job at graphing out everything that you need to explore. Um, and this is a marvel of interface design, I have to say. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is extremely useful, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a little, little nugget. Yeah. Uh, here. And it also, it, it makes you, you know, if you, when you get that little updated message, like, oh, you've updated your, your rumor mill or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Um, that is a great feeling mm-hmm. because it's like, this trip was not for nothing. Right. I at least got something that is useful towards pointing me towards the next thing to do. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, as you play, you're going to just basically been following the steps of the dead nomai. Um, you're going to kind of learn about their plan, uh, both kind of archaeologically and anthropologically. And you're kind of going to learn about these different characters uh, back in the day and their goal. And kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the goal of this is kind of to make you fall in love with both of these races. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um, the emotional core of this a lot feels like it is contrasting. Like, it feels like this game is aspirational to me, mm-hmm. uh, is the idea. Like, wouldn't it be great if people were like this? Yeah. You know, um, in terms of uh, science yeah. and exploration. Like, it is it is a game about those things. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be learning about this cast of characters and hopefully growing to admire them. Yes. Uh, poor Poke and Pie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Serves them right for being named, like, the boss of a Final Fight level. <laughs> like... Heartless heartless man um i I, i'm dealing with chronic back pain i'm in a savage (laughs) fucking game my back really hurts and i am not in the mood for these cute ass muppets Um, (laughs) and i being the good cop am here for these muppets so yeah fuck these muppets your back doesn't hurt it's true fair comparison that's true yeah you know should i go should i go and hurt my back should i go do some heavy lifting so we can be uneasy okay yeah go do some heavy sleeping (laughs) that's how i did it it's fucking unfair yeah no it's it is pretty unfair um anyway uh in addition to your translator you've got a couple of other tools uh and it's it's the vanda being crucial to your task although it's kind of confusing what they would be used for at the start 
you have mm-hmm. your uh, your scout launcher. Uh, uh, there's a handheld one, and there's one on your ship, which fires a little probe that will light up an area and also take photographs. Um, yes. And you have a signal scope, which is like a directional radio that you can tune to a certain frequencies to uh, locate particular objects. Yeah, across vast distances. Yes. Um, you know, across space. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of mistness where you're running into alien technology and trying to figure out how to use these mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nomai, Nomai had an entirely different and worse UI system <laughs> uh, for everything. Whenever this happens, whenever there's an advanced alien race, they just mm-hmm. always have a dumber way of doing it than buttons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, this would be great if you just used a button that said what it did. Uh-huh. I don't think that this this, this uh, telekinetic thing is that much better. No, no. Um, especially when it comes to the, sh- the ships. Yep. The unidirectional ships that they have, which is like, <laughs> guys... I don't do not believe you're this advanced if you can't steer. Um, <laughs> they calculated uh, the, the, the trajectories at the start. They didn't need to steer well, there. Like they a, knew where every, they were every, from the beginning, dude. If every plane was a missile, <laughs> like it's ridiculous. These aliens are jokes to me. Fuck these muppets. <laughs> That's the back pain talking. I'm sorry, muppets. Um, the, um, I don't mean it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, muppets. I'm sorry, Miss Piggy. Um, the, uh, so there's, there's a little bit of that. Uh, most of the time, though, you're just trying to find new things to read. Yep. Um, you're trying to get into locked doors or areas uh, in order to reach new ruins to read more stuff and mm-hmm. learn more about these projects. Making this a game for nerds. Yeah, uh, it is nerdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in a good way, these projects are are fun and good. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and figuring out how they piece together it has just the right amount of, like, red herring to it. Um, yes. And the way that it all pieces together is really interesting as well. Um, so uh, each planet that you go to, uh, I think there are five planets. Some of them have a moon. Uh, they uh, they all are small and they all have their own little gimmick. Uh, we'll discuss them uh, at length when we get to them. Uh, it's worth saying here in the generalities that all of them are ways to kill you or make it impossible to get to um, all the locations that you need, need to on a single on a single loop. Yeah. Ways to kill you or ways to make you wait. Yes. Uh, which are my least favorite ones mm-hmm. that they do. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, uh, this is has really, really beautiful music, mm-hmm. um, including a repeating thing that is a chord progression from a song I wrote. So every time I heard it, it's, <laughs> it's like a long, like, a, it's like, oh, what? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not me. You know, that's music, right? I already, so many, I already filed the papers, dude. Um, yeah, it's it's. Well, we, I'm just going to call it we, even for the time slaughtered? I accidentally, I accidentally covered clocks. <laughs> like, hey, dude, check out check out this chord progression. It was just clocks by Coldplay. It's like fuck me. Um, the, uh, but it, the the music is excellent uh, in this, and the, the writing is really good as well. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of these these message board conversations, yes. Uh, it's really charming and you get to see, uh, you know, a lot of emotional range here. So both the Nomai and the Harthians, they're science obsessed weirdos in different ways. And that could manifest as being like GLaDOS knockoffs or, uh, you know, Cave Johnson kind of thing. Like, I think that Portal did an awful awful lot to make, uh, any pursuit of knowledge seem cynical, weirdly, like the, Yeah. yeah, for science, lol. Uh, but the love of exploration and discovery and curiosity and all that really, really comes through in this. And as people realize what is in store for them as a result of the discoveries they make, they go through a lot of different shades of both kind of oscillating between melancholy and hope 
and that is the intersection or the valley where I where I that's where I'm a Viking is the intersection of melancholy and hope when it comes to fiction. Yeah, there's kind of there's kind of almost like a term like not terminal or, or terminal or whatever the opposite of terminal is lack of cynicism. Yeah. to this game like when you talk about glados like that's the cynicism sliders being you know all the way up and mm-hmm. these are the cynicism sliders being all the way through the fucking floor <laughs> like this is this is an earnest game yeah um the uh which is good because the emotional touch of it is one of the things about this that really works for me yeah um the uh so graphically it's very simple uh, very colorful uh things do look alien um in general this works out really well when they're depicting sand or like water mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't look so good like when it's yeah. falling up or down uh but generally this looks pretty good yeah yeah it, like it, it is kind of meant to operate at scale uh is the thing that is like really impressive about this i was surprised yes. kind of at how cartoony some of this was I don't know what I expected mm-hmm. coming into this, but uh, what I saw was not what I uh, uh, walked in bracing myself for. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the character designs, uh, they are not really, there are not too many characters in this. There's like a handful in the village where you start. There are the astronauts that you meet, the other Hearthians who are all in their suits. Um, and then there are the, um, uh, well, well, spoiler, <laughs> uh, the spoilers. Yeah, there are the spoilers, uh, but, uh, they're pretty charming. Uh, and also mm-hmm. just the Harthians, the, the kind of crude, uh, like tree punk technology that they have is really charming as well. Yeah. And everything the, is very homemade. Yeah. And the fact that they just, it's an entire society built around camping, you know? Yes. Yeah. Hiking, hike values. Mm hmm. Um, this game began life as a master's thesis of the director, Alex Beecham's. Um, he studied at the University of Southern California, and his initial goal was to recreate, recreate the feelings of the film's Apollo 13 and 2001, A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of wonder and danger at the unknown. Right. Uh, and over the course of this, uh, the game was in development for a very long time. Um, over the course of this, they prototyped in a lot of different ways, both in pen and paper, um, and in a text adventure, they built a little uh, kind of model in Unity. Uh, when they were ready to show this to the world, this was the first game that uh, was funded on Fig, which I'm not sure if it's still a thing. Uh, this yeah. was the game-focused crowdfunding site in 2015. I think it was like a, uh, associated with Double Fine. I have no idea if it is, st- if it is still a going concern. I also do not know. Yeah. But go Fig. Mm-hmm. Um the, uh, the alpha that released shortly after was very popular, so it brought down the company's hosting servers, just kind of through demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had that thing where it was originally planned for 2018, but they blew past uh, that and they got more funding. So they ended up kind of expanding the scope and they made an exclusivity deal with the Epic's Game Store. Mm-hmm. Epic Game Store. Which, you know, pissed people off because that is a hot button issue still today. People get mad. People get mad. Yeah. yeah. Um, this game was reviewed really well, received really well um has a pretty avid following uh just as you know somebody who uh, does a show like this we have gotten so many requests to cover this game um yes people have asked a lot for us to uh for us to go after this um and it was nominated for a lot of awards um and in like really kind of diverse categories as well yeah big big bafta Mm -hmm. tell them big bafta sent (laughs) you um the uh yeah and uh as of right now we don't know what the team is working on mm-hmm. next uh presumably something because this was a huge hit yeah and uh and good for them mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They did a good thing. They made it good. is the end of this uh public version of this episode if you would like to hear uh about outer wilds beat by beat uh you can hear the full premium episode by backing us on patreon.com slash duck vtv at five dollars you get not just the full version of this episode but access to every premium waff we have done uh along with a bunch of other bonus shows uh and you know just uh, other perks. You can go and take a look. I don't have to describe them all. Uh, thank you for considering doing that. Uh, we'll be back next week with a dispatch episode. Uh, and then we will be beginning in March. Dear God, March already uh, with trauma center, second opinion, the magic circle and a premium episode about middle earth shadow of Mordor. Um, yeah. So Gary's not here right now. Uh, So I will just go ahead and do the outro and say until next time, watch out for supernovas.